You're listening to Movie Fighters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Go to greenlitpodcast.com to learn more. You love to fight with something to eat. Sometimes it's savory, sometimes it's sweet. That situation was just hacking on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Snack Situation. This is the hottest spinoff podcast in all of podcasting, and we are your hungry hosts. My name is Chris Sims. With me, as always, is Mr. Matt Wilson. Matt, how you doing? Chomp, chomp. Chomp, chomp. We are... We're trying out some new intros. Yeah, we're doing as well as we can in these trying times. I know I am. Chris, I hope you're doing okay. Holding up. Holding up. Hold, hanging in. Hunkering down. I think I saw a tweet today where somebody said their use of the word hunkering has increased like 200%. Which I think is accurate. That's right, Matt. I am operating with all the prepositions. <laughs> yes. Every preposition we can use, we're using it now. I'm holding up, hunkering down, hanging in, carrying on, lagging behind. <laughs> trying to get over and not be under. I went to public school in South Carolina, but I was a gifted student, Matt. Uh-huh. I, I like, skipped whatever class it was that they explained prepositions. <laughs> and then I got to high school, and they are like, y'all know what prepositions are. And I was like, no. No, I don't. I, I later I, became a professional writer. Yeah. I don't think they taught grammar in school even when we were in it. I I was also... Uh, one of the academically gifted students in my school. Go mm-hmm. figure, the two of us. And uh, that just meant I got to play computer games. Oh, yeah. I got to go to a oh, room yeah. and play computer games. I took a um, a media studies class in high school, an elective, that was literally just we, like, like 10 or 12 people hanging around an old computer playing Miss Pac-Man for... for a full semester. That is a stu- that is study. That's deep study of one work of media. <laughs> yeah, it's listen. It is technically media. It's true. So, speaking of media, this has been a time here in April 2020 where we have had occasion to watch many YouTube videos. YouTube is our lifeline these days, mm-hmm. and. Some of those YouTube videos have been helpful guides as to foods you can make at home, snacks you can make at home, uh, with stuff you might just have sitting around in your pantry. Yeah, which is actually really nice, because I think, I don't know how it is for you, Matt, uh, but I'm, you know, feeling a little antsy, feeling a little cooped up, uh, and I feel a little too fried to cook sometimes. I feel a little too fried to make snacks. Sure. Uh, which honestly happens very frequently, regardless of the outside the apartment situations, because <laughs> your boy got the depression. Uh, but you know, it's nice to watch a couple videos and see that there are things that, even if you can't run down to the store and get ingredients, even if you're just operating on what you have in the pantry, and I'm I'm proud to say that we do have a fairly well stocked pantry since both of us cook. Uh, Aiden actually made like, like got just got up and made butterscotch pudding yesterday. 
Oh. In the middle of the afternoon. I believe banana bread is going to be made in this house uh, today. Banana bread is something that a lot of people are leaning on, I think, while their bananas are going bad. Yeah. And uh, earlier tonight, Marlene made uh, beef empanadas. They were great. Ooh. See, we don't we don't cook with meat. Yeah. Uh, at the house anymore. We do eat it. <laughs> but but we don't like uh, get at the store and we don't cook with it. Fortunately, uh, a lot of places in uh, my area are doing like home delivery on a lot of stuff. So we've got uh, like our favorite local bakery just drops off like uh, a loaf of bread and some pastries every Saturday, which is really nice. That's a nice thing to to wake up to. But it's nice to know that you know if I don't just want to sit and eat a tortilla chip, there are options. Yeah, and and we don't have to go to the store to get these things. Because a lot of times, you know, you have a hankering for a snack, and you're like, oh, I'll just head over to the convenience store. Or when you're, and when you're hunkering, the hankering mm-hmm. is, is, isn't going anywhere. It's honkering. So if you can't just up and go to the store, because, you know, it's sort of against the nature of what's happening right right now to just head over to the store whenever you feel like it. Mm-hmm. You can make some of these things. And so when we were talking about what we were going to do for snack situation this month, I ta- mentioned these Alton Brown videos that I have been watching where he makes stuff out of just like common stuff from a pantry. Yeah. And we're going to do two of them. Now, he has a one where he just makes rice. He's just like, here's how you cook rice. <laughs> Cause you probably have a pantry full of it. He did one where he made onion dip. Uh, but I don't Ooh. think I have enough onions in my house for that to work. I, I buy onions every time I go to the store. Cause I can never remember. So I do have like six white onions and two red onions in the kitchen right now. Th- this onion dip requires a lot of onions to make. He, he had like a huge bag of them. He also has done like, some mixology videos, which everybody knows I'm into now. I recently mm-hmm. purchased a jigger, Chris. That's how into mixology I am now. I'm wow. now the the proud owner of a jigger. Do you have one of those little things that's like a whisk, but it's like U-shaped? No. I have a shaker. I don't know what that's called. I have a shaker and a jigger currently. And something that you could consider to be a bar spoon. But I do not have one of those little whisk things. But the two Alton Brown videos that we're going to be working with uh, on the show, and one also Brian David Gilbert video where he does something similar. Yeah, who is clearly uh, stuck at home and can't go into the uh, Polygon.com offices to film his regular work. So he's back on his YouTube channel doing some very, very fun stuff. Yeah, Uh, the Alton Brown videos are him in like – the sort of industrial kitchen that I guess Good Eats is made in. Mm-hmm. But he's there by himself. He's just going yeah. there by himself and making these videos. So uh, he has one where he makes a saltine snack. We're going to do that one first. And then both Alton Brown and Brian David Gilbert make homemade popcorn, which, Chris, you and I just happen to have some non-microwave popcorn kernels or you had some microwave ones that you're just going to take out of the bag yeah because uh i according to uh bob's burgers you can do that yeah it's all popcorn (laughs) it's all all the same stuff uh and so we're going to try both of those but 
unlike a normal episode of Snack Situation, we're not just going to try them all at once because heat, I think, is an important part of these. So mm-hmm. we're going to pause, go make the thing, then come back and try it. Then we'll pause and make the popcorn and then come back and try that. And uh, I got some popcorn seasonings that I'm going to add to the popcorn. One is one of the straight up Alton Brown seasonings that he does on his video. And then I have two other ones that I'm going to try. And I think you have some seasonings you want to try too. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I am making a change to the saltines recipe on my end. So the saltines recipe, you can watch the Alton Brown video, but it involves a sleeve of saltines, butter, hot sauce, and mustard powder. I don't have any mustard powder in my house. Really? No. Surprising. I'm not a fan of mustard. Here's here's why I'm surprised that you met. Because you know what I use it for? What do you use it for? Because I actually don't like uh, mustard too much myself. Like, I will eat like a good, like stone ground mustard on like a bratwurst, but I don't generally like it. But next time you're cooking up a burger, because I know you love to smash a burger. I do love to smash a burger. Uh, then get a little bit of that mustard powder, and right as you start up, just sprinkle a little bit of that mustard powder on there, because hmm. it brings out some of that burger flavor. I have a very strict policy of only seasoning burgers with salt and pepper, but I would I will give that a try sometime. But instead of mustard powder, I'm going to try some onion powder. Interesting. To see how that works. Because I think the mustard powder is just to add some flavor. So the onion powder will also add some flavor. We'll see how that goes. I think it'll meld well with the hot sauce, too. I'm not going to use Texas Pete, either. I'm going to use, like, hotter stuff. I was going to say, my favorite part of the Alton Brown video is that he puts, like, a little Lazy Susan of hot sauces on the counter and gives it a spin. Because the saltines one is completely silent. And I love it because it's Alton Brown alone in a kitchen looking a little bit sad. <laughs> and then being like, I can't just eat these fucking saltines. He eats one and it falls out of his mouth because it's so yeah. dry. That's that's the change I'm making to the recipe. Because, uh, again, we're going off what we have in the pantry. Although I believe you did make your, you made a, uh, a grocery run, a supply run. I did on, I've been going once a week. I went on Monday. Of this week and got a few things. I got some of those popcorn seasonings because mm-hmm. I I didn't want to just use what I had in the house for popcorn seasoning. But yeah, um, th- this saltines thing I'm pretty much doing just with what I have. I may actually make like some with Texas Pete and some with a hotter hot sauce just to just so I make the actual Alton Brown thing. Yeah, and. And but I want to try some with a hotter hot sauce too. I think I'm going to use the ghost pepper sauce we bought in Ohio. Ooh, uh, I have. You know what? I could, I could make, I could maybe make a little bit because uh, our buddy Zaya Grace actually sent me. Um, it's it doesn't say hot sauce on the label. It says habanero condiment. That's hot sauce. Which. Yeah, I don't know why it, why it doesn't just say hot sauce. I don't know what legal trouble they will get into. It's flavorful, but it's also quite hot. Um, but the main change that I'm going to be making to the recipe uh, is, Matt, I don't fuck with saltines. I don't know why anybody has saltines. 
Well, I think the point of this recipe is to say you can make saltines better, but fair. I, I think people have saltines for soup. That's why. Okay. All right. If that's what they want to do with their lives. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I never have saltines. I'm like, come on, Alton Brown, what are you at grandma's house? Come on. Uh, so I just have, I, I went and got a, first of all, I got a stepladder and went up to the very top shelf in the cabinet, which terrified my dog. My dog woke up, saw uh, an eight foot tall man reaching into the cabinets and was not happy about it. Let me tell you. Uh, but I found a sleeve of, uh, should we use brand names? We can use brand names here. I mean, we have been saying like Texas Pete and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a like a sleeve of Ritz, like some butter crackers. Okay, which I th- those would be my like. I mean, my crackers of choice are like a toasted, or uh, or or something of that nature. But uh, of the kind of two major common crackers that you can find everywhere, uh, it's it's going to be like a Ritz over a saltine for me. So I have some Ritz crackers here too. I'm interested to see how this works with a Ritz cracker because they inherently have more flavor mm-hmm. than a saltine. A saltine is is good for this because it's kind of a, like a a blank a blank slate, if you will, an empty vessel of a cracker. So we'll see how this goes. I heard my oven beep, which means it's preheated. Same. I heard mine go. So. Let's go make these. It takes approximately, I would say, about 20 minutes of cook time. 15 to 20 minutes. Is it? Tw- I thought it was 10. 10 in the oven. There's okay. going to be probably five okay. minutes yeah. of prep. So I'd say approximately 15 minutes. So we're going to go approximately do this for 15 minutes. Come back with our hot cracker snacks. <laughs> that sounds weird to say. That's the title of this episode, I hope. Hot cracker snacks. Hot cracker uh, snacks. We're going to come back with them. Could and be the name them. of this show. <laughs> You're not wrong. So we're going to see how those go, and uh, then we're going to try those, and we'll do the next thing after that. So come back and join us. Watch the Alton Brown video. It'll be linked in our show notes to see how he makes these, and we'll do our best to replicate it. Watch us get on! Come on in. What can I get you? Sure, I've heard of Hair of the Dogcast. They're that podcast about video games and beer. From the latest gaming headlines to diving deep into the games of yesterday to sampling and reviewing craft beer from all over the world, Hair of the Dogcast is here for the gamer and beer lover in all of us. Available weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Alright, Matt, we are back. We have put crackers in the oven. We have. And I gotta say, I think I think this is a this is a very good thing to do if you're feeling down. Yeah. Because if you put ingredients in a bowl and whisk them, that is cooking. Yes, you've made something. You have made something, and you will feel like a human being. Because you have, made, you have cooked a thing. Now, Chris, we've made our own variations on these things we've cooked. Mm-hmm. I made probably the one that's closest to the Alton Brown original mm-hmm. with butter, Texas peat, and not dry mustard, but onion powder. Mm-hmm. 
so I'm going to try that one first before I try the onion, other one where I used a much hotter hot sauce. All right, hit me. All right. Oh, that's very nice. So much better than a regular old saltine. I mean, I, I understand your meaning, but I do feel like you have to to qualify that quite a bit. There's a savoriness to it. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's shockingly not as dry as a saltine. I guess that's because of the addition of butter. Probably so. Yeah. Like it. It's not buttery per se. It's more got a savoriness to it, and just a little bit of kick. From the Texas Pete. Just a little bit. I like this a lot. Like, this is a delicious snack. Out in Brown, you done done it again. I feel like these, if if they turn out well, these could be, like, great for a party. Because, again, they're super simple, but you have cooked a thing. And they take, see, the thing about, you don't fuck with saltines, right? I do not fuck with saltines. They take an inherently bland dry, unappealing food and make them good. Like these could be, you could put these on a plate and serve them up at a party. And I don't think people would even know they're saltines. They'd be like, where'd you get these crackers? The the thing is this, Matt, uh, obviously here's what's good. Hot sauce, mustard powder, butter, particularly hot sauce and butter. Yeah. Those are two good things. And, I will say the addition of garlic powder, or no, onion powder, not garlic powder, onion powder. Uh, Good call on my part. Go me. The Mm -hmm. onion powder definitely adds something to this. Yeah. Uh, You modify that saltine, but the saltine in itself is a vehicle. So you take these and then you put a little, you put a little of that fresh, uh, sharp white cheddar on them. Oh yeah. I bet you would have, you'd have something going. That's a flavor party. Yeah. All right. So, Chris, you, your version Mm -hmm. was on a Ritz. Yeah. With butter and Frank's Red Hot, I believe. Yeah, I didn't. uh, I thought I had Texas Pete. I I did not. But I did have some Frank's Red Hot. So you basically made buffalo crackers. I made buffalo crackers. And uh, you can see pictures of this four-ingredient uh, concoction. If you uh, go to moviefighters.tumblr.com, that's where we post the show notes. Yes, all of uh, the pictures of all of these will be going up on on moviefighters.tumblr.com. We both documented our making of these, so mm-hmm. uh, yes, you can see pictures of these. And when we do the popcorn, we'll put up pictures of that too. I uh, have not had these, but as I was walking back into the office to record, I did stop and I gave one uh, to my wife. Who does not like food as spicy as I do. And I don't like food as spicy as you do. Uh, but she she had a bite. And she, she gave me the, huh. She gave me one of those. So I'm very excited to see how this goes. Marlene took a bite of the Texas Pete cracker that I made. Very much enjoyed it. All right, let's, let's, see, how, let's see how this guy goes. Hmm. Hmm. That's pretty nice. It is... Now, mine is not as transformative as I thought it would well, be. Well, a Ritz cracker is already buttery. A Ritz cracker is already buttery. Yeah. And, ooh, ple- very pleasant lingering spice. Yeah. 
Uh, and obviously, like, Frank's Red Hot, I think, is not quite the same kind of hot sauce. It's thicker, too. I did add a little bit of water into the mix to try and thin it out a little bit. Okay. Um, so mine just tastes like, like, this could be, if I went to the store and I saw uh, a box and it was labeled, like, Ritz Extreme, Ritz Jacked. Yeah, Ritz Jacked. Spicy Hot. Flamin' this Hot Ritz. That would be. Flamin' Hot Ritz. This is Flamin' Hot Ritz, which is good. I'm going to try the one I made with the hotter hot sauce. I If I had some... These would be great with, like, a like cut off some cheddar and, and put that on here or some pepper jack. That would be nice. That would be real nice. Mm. Okay, the one I made with the ghost pepper sauce... It sneaks up on you. Yeah? Yeah. First bite, you're like, this isn't hot. There's something about heating up hot sauce that I think gives it more of a lingering quality. But this is not, like, overpoweringly hot. I find mm-hmm. this to just be nicely hot. This is this is my shit right here. Texas Pete was good. This is my shit right here. This ghost yeah. pepper sauce? Mm, hell yeah. Here's the thing. This recipe, and the thing I like about Alton Brown, I actually like Alton Brown a lot. Same. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Uh, really fun guy. I like, he is the a delightfully sadistic madman on, uh, on Cutthroat Kitchen. Mm-hmm. He's a helpful scientist on Good Eats. Yeah. The Good Eats stuff is really good, I think. Because, you know, he, he the way he explains things, I think, is very entertaining. I like him. And I think the gift he has given us with this is this recipe is so easy to modify. Yes. Like, you mentioned garlic powder. I could throw some garlic powder in this. I could throw a different hot sauce in this. Drop a Worcestershire in there. Sure. I think the garlic powder might overpower it a little bit. The onion powder mm-hmm. gave it, like, a nice little... Nice little savoriness, a nice little, you know, a little something extra besides just heat. Mm-hmm. But the flavor with the onion powder is good. I, I a little like a little dab of garlic powder might do something for it. Uh, well, I was just looking. I, I had to rummage into my spice drawer because I couldn't find my mustard. I knew I had it in there. I've got garlic powder, onion powder. I've got a little thing of Penzi's uh, ground. Red chipotle in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a little. I've a got l- curry. Little cayenne. I've got cayenne. Yeah. A l- little uh, paprika. A little turmeric. Cumin. If you want it to taste like like a good chili, cumin would make it taste like chili. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got multiple hot sauces in the fridge. You could try a lot of spices with this, mm-hmm. and it would be good. The, the, my two hot sauce variations, I'm very happy with. Mm-hmm. If anything, it made Texas Pete a little hotter. And if anything, it turned down the ghost pepper sauce a little bit. They're both just nicely hot. And, uh, man, I am happy with that. Yeah, these are, like, these are good, actually. <laughs> They're good, actually. <laughs> these are good, yeah. Who would have thought that a thing Alton Brown thought up? Was good actually, yeah. Who 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 could have who could have warned us? All right. So now, now Chris, it's time for us to make some popcorn. 
I've never made popcorn not in a microwave. Not in mm-hmm. my life. Me either. So we're going to try. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Alton Brown method where you make the popcorn in a big metal bowl. You're going to go the uh, Brian David Gilbert route. Yeah, I do not have a, a big metal bowl. I do have a wok. And that will form the, that it will perform the same function. They, they are similarly shaped, which I think is yes. what we're going for. Very uh, exciting. So we're going to make some popcorn. We're going to season it in interesting and fun ways. And then we're going to come back and talk about that. Yeah. All right, we are back, Matt. And uh, we, we've got some more snacks. Yeah, we made popcorn on the stovetop. And Chris, for me... It was an engaging and enjoyable experience. I loved it. Did you really? Yes. I followed almost exactly the Alton Brown method of making Mm -hmm. popcorn on the stovetop. I used a metal bowl. I did not use ghee like he did because I don't have ghee in my house. I just used ghee either. I just used like canola oil. Uh, now, Brian David Gilbert used canola oil, but also used um, the squeezings of Laogan Ma, which I also do not have. Yes, which I want to get. I looked for it when I went to the store and could not find it. Interesting. But I just used regular canola oil. I, and I used the exact amounts Alton Brown uh, prescribed. Now, I did not use the metric amounts because I don't have a metric scale. But I do have a a standard ounces kitchen scale. So I measured out three ounces of popcorn, and I used three tablespoons of oil. Chris, that made so much popcorn. Yeah, man. Yeah. The whole bowl was full of popcorn. Mm-hmm. I made three little bowls to put my seasonings on. I have so much popcorn left. I don't know that I'll ever go back to microwave popcorn because you get so much popcorn. Like, I could make a third of that and have a lot of popcorn. Yeah, man. I'm glad that you had a really solid and rewarding experience. Because I kind of want to take a mulligan on this one. Did you burn some? I burned a little bit, but here's the problem. Uh, We mentioned this before. I was not using popcorn that was meant for this purpose. Sure. Uh, if I had used like just regular standard comes in a jug popcorn, Orville Redenbacher's gourmet. Yeah. I think I would have had a little bit of a better time because uh, it, it came out of the, the Orville Redenbacher microwave bag, like popcorn embedded in butter. Like, there was, like, a slab of the whatever oil it is that's going to vaporize in the container. Yeah, it was already, uh, is, was it already butter-flavored? Or was that just, like, the fat? We got, like, the, the Orville Redenbacher natural. So it's, it, it, it was the fat. It does not taste super butter-flavored, yeah. Okay. But I feel like, first of all, first of all, uh, I'm looking on uh, the website that doesn't pay taxes right now. Uh-huh. And uh, you can get... A 28-pack of Act 2 Butter Lover's Microwave Popcorn. Uh, this 28 at 275 ounces. Two point, uh, 28 at 2 and 3 quarters ounces. 
which I don't know what that works out to, Matt. Let's see. Yeah, Let's see I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try to do the math. Okay, well, I'm going to pull up my, my calculator app. Because uh, we don't do a lot of math on this show. I also have a scale, and I didn't measure anything out. I eyeballed everything. Well, so that you, could also be my problem. You were using the... I think you probably... Did you add oil or sh- or salt? I did. Um, I Because I don't, think, the, I don't think you needed to. Uh, we both did the, the salt and the coffee grinder, right? We did. You used a coffee grinder or a spice grinder? I used a coffee... I have one grinder in my house. Uh, one grinder with an E. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't actually have the app grinder either. I was going to make a joke about that, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I did grind up salt in the the one grinder I have in my house. I I cleaned it out considerably because it had little coffee bits in it and mm-hmm. made Same. popcorn salt. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually really pleased with how the salt came out. Like it came. Like I didn't know. I just have like like a twelve dollar coffee grinder. Yeah. Uh, from when I switched over to drinking the good coffee. And I didn't know if it would actually do it, but this stuff is fine. There's a oh, joke yeah. in the Brian David Gilbert video about how it looks like cocaine, and it looks like cocaine. It works great. The the yeah. grinding the salt in the coffee grinder worked just just fine. It looked yeah. like powdered sugar, but then you taste it, and it's definitely salt. Yes, exactly. Uh, by the way, that makes a lot. A little bit of that goes a long way. Absolutely, because you only are supposed to use like half a teaspoon. Yeah, for this huge, huge thing of popcorn. Yeah, I only put a little bit of salt. I did. I did use a secret ingredient in that I, I tossed on some MSG. Yeah, for that umami. One of my seasonings almost certainly has MSG in it, but right. we'll get to it. Now, um, I did the math real quick, Matt. Add two butter lovers microwave popcorn, twenty eight packs. That's twenty four ninety five for four point eight pounds. Okay. How much do you think Orville Redenbacher's Gourmet Popcorn Kernels Original Yellow 8 pounds is? I don't know, like 6 bucks? It's 11.49. 11.49. Okay. I bought the Food Lion brand popcorn kernels mm-hmm. and got a lot of it. It's probably 2 pounds of popcorn kernels. Yeah, it's it's going last. It's going last. It it was like 6 bucks. And I, yeah, I, I probably won't need to buy any popcorn of any other kind for quite some time. And now that I know how to make this, I'll be making popcorn this way often. Yeah. So my – like that was the only thing I wanted to put on it because we both wanted to do uh, like different kinds of seasonings. And I feel like if I had used – I would love to use a chili oil because I bet that is rad as hell. I love chili oil on stuff. Yeah. I just don't have any. You just got to be careful with with liquid on popcorn, but mm-hmm. well, uh, if you use the chili oil in place of the neutral oil, then you're that, yeah, yeah, that would be nice. If if yeah. you pop it in it, yeah, that would probably be very nice. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about the results. Anyway, point being, I did not have the popcorn you were meant to do it with. I did burn a couple. Uh, I think I have some burned ones in the bottom of the bowl too. I mean, that's just that's just par for the course. I think that's not a big deal. But hey, first first time we're ever going to do it. I had I got a lot of popcorn that came out great. That's perfectly cooked and definitely better than microwave popcorn. I'm my eyes have been opened, Chris, mm-hmm. to a whole new world of popcorn. Like Orville Redenbacher on the road to Damascus. That's right. 
I, I saw a vision of Orville, Orville Redenbacher. Um, so let's let's try our our popcorns with seasonings. Let's go with what se- through what seasonings we've used, and uh, and try them. Now, my first one is pretty standard. Mm-hmm. I bought some of that, like I think it's called like Colonel Season White Cheddar popcorn seasoning because I mm-hmm. I like a cheese popcorn. If I'm gonna buy already popped popcorn in a bag is going to be white cheddar. Right. Either smart food or the Lance white cheddar. Yeah. We have, uh, we have a long history of enjoying the white cheddar popcorn here on more. especially when it's white cheddar popcorn with a dab of ranch. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so I, that's the first one I'm going to try. Uh, Chris, what's first on your plate? Uh, again, pretty standard. Uh, I tried to grab something that I felt like most people would have readily available, so I grabbed some Old Bay. Oh, yeah. That that sounds like it would be good on popcorn. Let's yeah. – all right. Because I like a crab chip, so – Yeah, nothing wrong with a crab this, chip. Let's see how this goes. Okay. White cheddar is exactly what I was expecting. It's maybe a half step above Lance, mm-hmm. but it tastes pretty much like Lance white cheddar popcorn. The Old Bay is not bad, but I do think I oversalted. I think that might be an issue going forward. Okay. Well, not again, again, because it came out of the out of the microwave bag, it was already salted. Yeah, I could not control the variables, Matt. Yeah. All right. Flavor two. This one is straight out of the Alton Brown instructional video. I got some uh, furikake seasoning. Mm, which I thought I had, and I didn't. Uh, which is... If you're not familiar, it is basically a, a type of rice seasoning. Mm-hmm. It's made with ground up seaweed and sesame seeds. Matt, do you when you make rice, do you season it? Uh, usually just salt. See, I didn't know until my wife mentioned it like last week that you were supposed to salt rice. Yeah, you have to. Well, I just thought it was there to like absorb the flavors of the other food because I made it with uh, with some uh, barbecue pork, and now now it's going to change. The, it's going to change everything, Matt. It's going to change everything. Pretty much any food you make that isn't a cake, and even a cake needs salt. Needs some salt mm-hmm. because salt. People think that salt is itself a seasoning, which it is, but more than anything, salt is a flavor enhancer. It's a flavor enhancer. And I know that with like other foods. Yeah. Like I have a, I tend to have a pretty heavy hand on the salt. I try, I try not to get like two buck wild, but I do have, a, you know, I, I salt liberally when I'm cooking. Uh, All right. You've got the furikake. My second is, uh, I grabbed a, a little bottle of the Trader Joe's Everything But the Bagel seasoning, uh, which is, you put that on a plain bagel, that bagel is now an everything bagel. You put it on an everything bagel, that bagel is now in fourth dimension. Yeah. Well, that, so that's that's going to be a real flavor explosion. Yeah, I'm worried that it won't adhere to the popcorn, uh, just because it's, like, I, I again, applied it after... And it's it's a very large spice. Yeah, popcorn. the the furikake didn't perfectly adhere to the popcorn either. Like, 
if you can hear me messing with it, that's what I'm doing. Is I'm trying to like yeah. shake it up a little, make sure I get some. Yeah. The one thing, one difference between my experiment and the Elton Brown video is that when Elton Brown used ghee to make his popcorn, it came out a little bit. It was glistening. Let's say mm-hmm. it had clearly some fat still on it, so that the the flavorings could really adhere to the popcorn. Yeah, mine did not come out that way. Possibly, I guess, because I just use oil. It came out pretty just like cooked and relatively dry. So none of the sesame seeds have really adhered to the popcorn, but a lot of the seaweed seasoning has. Um, All right, let's give it a try. Okay. How's the bagel seasoning? I mean, what there is of it, again, it doesn't quite adhere but what there is of it's tasty. Mostly I'm getting the black pepper, which is nice. I like black pepper. Yeah, black pepper popcorn sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, but this this the spice is not meant for this popcorn. I would have to maybe like drizzle a little uh, melted butter or or an oil on it uh, after like post-popping just to get it to adhere, like toss it a little bit, I think. I do keep a uh, like a squirt bottle of olive oil. Not like not like like a Windex bottle, but like a like a ketchup bottle. Yeah, you would yeah, find. yeah, yeah. Uh, I keep one of those full of olive oil next to the the uh, stove for when I'm cooking. So maybe I, if I just like popped it with a little bit of that, or poured some melted butter on it, popcorn can always use a little melted butter. Uh, these would have worked out a little bit better. The furikake seasoning, when you first try it, it tastes a little weird. Mm-hmm. It's a seaweedy savory kind of flavor on popcorn, which you might not be used to, but you want to keep eating it. Yeah. It's, it's instantly addictive for lack of a better term. And I think that might be, I think that might be because of the inclusion I suspect of MSG in this. Yeah. I'm getting like, I'm getting, even though the, the, the seasoning is a little disappointed, and I, I kind of oversalted the popcorn a little bit. I'm definitely like still eating it because I want it. There's an umami to the popcorn with the furikake on it mm-hmm. that's very appealing. Yeah, for sure. All right, last flavor. This is the one where this I went is, a little wild. Yeah, this is the one that I'm expecting to be the clear winner. This one could either go good or bad. I'm not sure. I got a bottle. I was just looking through the spice aisle for something to add to this popcorn. And I happened to come across, I was actually on the Mexican food aisle and I was looking at all of those spices. And I happened to come across some uh, chili y limon uh, seasoning. Ooh, that stuff's nice. So this is going to get compared to those Doritos, my man. Mm, yeah. So you got some. You got some uh, uh, flaming hot, flaming hot popcorn going. It's. I don't think it's going to be hot, but it's going to have that like slight spice plus citrusy flavor that was supposed to be delivered by the Doritos as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, Matt. Interesting that you went with the uh, like a uh, Mexican seasoning because uh, I sort of did the same again. The everything but the bagel seasoning is kind of a, a Trader Joe's standard, right? 
Yeah. But they recently introduced uh, everything but the corn elote seasoning, which I have sprinkled a little bit on popcorn before, and it's good as hell. Well, it's certainly corn. It's certainly meant for corn. Yeah. So, what better? Yeah. You ready? Let's go. Yeah, clear winner. Clear winner. I think I actually like the chile a limon the worst of the three. Really? Yeah. I don't think they meld well together. This is like... This is like perfect. Like, it's a fine spice. Yeah. So, it, I, you know, I put them in a little... Uh, a little plastic like leftovers thing and shook them up after I dropped a little seasoning on them. So it's, it's got a nice even distribution. It's real tasty. It's, it's going real well, Matt. I think the addition of the lime, I think what it is, is I'm not expecting a lime flavor on my popcorn. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's funny. Cause I feel like I could go to the kitchen and uh, chop up a lime and drizzle some lime juice on this. And it would be good as hell. Maybe. I, I think it's not the flavor I'm expecting or looking for. So, all right. We did it all. We we made popcorn. We made hot sauce crackers. Now, I guess we rank these? Uh, yeah, but I will tell you, I am all for participating in the cracker. I do not feel confident ranking my popcorn because I feel like Mine had uncontrollable variables, and mine had some user error. So, so I think we can just combine the crackers all into one category. Okay. I don't think... The, the crackers or the... The crackers. Okay. I don't think the differences in what we did between like a Ritz or a Saltine or using different hot sauces, I don't think that's distinct enough to... Differentiate. I think we can just call these hot cracker snacks. <laughs> hot, hot saltine snacks. Why don't we call them ABCs? Alton Brown crackers. Yeah, we'll call them ABCs. Where do you think they go on the on the list of that we currently have? Matt, they were everything we want in a snack. They were good as hell. They were good. They were transformative. Yep. They would go well with other things that we like to snack on. True. I.e. cheeses, dips, etc. They're cheap because there's crackers. Yeah. And they're easy to make yourself. That's like that's that's a five tool player, Matt. It is a five tool player. But does that make them better than Nacho Cheese Doritos? I mean obviously not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. If I, I, I felt I feel less guilty eating those than I do feel when I eat some nacho cheese Doritos. Because I, look, I know nacho cheese Doritos are basically poison. (laughs) I would put them below nacho cheese Doritos. Yeah. There's no way I'm putting them below Wild Bill Soda, though. Purely on value. Okay, how do they rank against those Tasty Cake shortbread cookies? I would say above, probably. The Tasty Cake, they, they were not surprising. This was surprisingly good. Yeah, I would agree with that. So let's put them between Nacho Cheese Doritos and Tasty Cake Holiday Cookies 
ABC's Alton Brown Crackers. Now, you're not going to be ranking any popcorn. Right. So I will rank my three popcorns. All right. We've got movie theater-ass popcorn. Uh, I would put the chili limon popcorn below that. Okay. Let's see. How far below? Probably below spicy sweet chili Doritos. The only thing I know for sure is they're above the flaming hot limon Doritos. Okay. They're probably above McDonald's McCafe coffee. Probably above the dark chalk and sticky raspberry Tim Tam slams. Not better than Lil Boozy's Louisiana heat chips. Mm. So between Lil Boozy's Louisiana heat chips and the Tim Tam slam dark chocolate. We'll go homemade popcorn, uh, chile y limon. Next one up, I think, is the white cheddar homemade popcorn, which I would say goes just above movie theater-ass popcorn. Yeah, like, white, white cheddar is, like, the best popcorn flavor. Yeah, I would agree. I... Um, it's hard to beat. Very hard to beat. Furikake popcorn is a real dark horse, dark horse winner here. You talking about a real KPDH? A real KPDH. Yeah. I don't think they go above Alton Brown crackers, but maybe just below Alton Brown crackers. Mm, Okay. So, so that would put them above the the Tasty Cake Holiday Cookies. Yeah. Rob Bell Soda, Runfest Pecan Roll, and the Stroop Waffle McFlurry. All right. So that's those are the rankings. Yeah. Perhaps we can rank... Because I think the Elote seasoning would do well if we could rank it. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely... Next time we, we head out, one of us heads out of the grocery store... To, to pick up the necessaries, I'm definitely going to grab like a popcorn, like a, yeah. like a big old jug of popcorn that will last me three years. It doesn't even have to be a big old jug. The jug I got is not that big, and I know now that it will last me a long time. Yeah, but I'm, I'm telling you, man, you get the, it's the, it's cheaper the more you get by uh, by the ounce. I I mean I, I'd have to make uh, popcorn a lot, but. Now maybe I will. I, I again, a whole new world has opened up to me. Doors, yeah. doors have opened that were never opened before. So can I afford to not buy eight pounds of popcorn? Fair point. Fair question. Uh, we hope that this has helped you in maybe deciding to make some snacks at home for yourself. Um, if you have any of this stuff at home. If you just have popcorn, just make it with these Alton Brown, Brian David Gilbert methods and put some seasoning on it. Whatever you have, it'll be good as popcorn. Yeah, I've got harissa, and I bet I bet I could mix up – first of all, I bet I could mix up some bomb-ass harissa crackers. Yeah, man. Uh, and I bet like if I, if I added a little bit to the, to the oil situation, I bet I could get some decent spiced popcorn out of that. And if you've got hot sauce and butter and some kind of powdered flavoring 
mustard powder or onion powder or something like that, you can make the crackers too. It's all easy stuff, and you can make snacks at home that are really good to get you through a time when you, you might not be able to go get a snack like you normally would. So yeah. it, we hope we've helped you out. I, yeah, even though I feel like I didn't do a great job, I did enjoy the act of getting out the walk and cooking uh, and getting out the uh, like the whisk and and cooking with the crackers. Yeah, uh, I would I would say absolutely make these crackers. There is no reason to not give the the crackers a shot. It'll take 15 minutes of your time and you probably have the stuff handy. Well, you know, like when you put popcorn in the microwave. And it stop yeah. and it starts popping, and you hear the pops, and it's kind of nice, mm-hmm. like it's a nice sound. It's like rain. It's like rain. Multiply that by a hundred. That's what it's like hearing popcorn popping on your stovetop. In a in a metal bowl or a wok or even like a like a little soup pot. It's great. It's a great feeling. I loved it. Five out of five stars would pop again. We'll be back Uh, in April with more snacks. Or in May. This is April. This is April. Time means nothing anymore. Yeah, we're we're all unmoored. Uh, Have a great time, everybody. We'll be back soon with uh, another movie. And again, next month with some more snacks. Until then... It's Chris and Matt. You're good friends. You're good yep. ear friends. Uh, moviefighterscast at gmail.com, moviefighterscast.com, moviefighterscast.tumblr.com. Uh, this next situation themed by Matt Fisher, mattdwilson.net. That's my website. Chris, yours? Oh, I, th- I thought you were just dramatically pausing so that people could visit mattdwilson.net. <laughs> I mean, I want them to, but uh, what. I, I want your website, too. Oh, the-isb.com. Bye, everybody. Happy snacking. Stay hungry. What's your snacking on? This has been a Kaleidos Media production.